Building your own village, I think, is really important. You need your own system of support for any educator, especially for someone of color and you're isolated in your own building. There are things that you may experience that others do not. You need to seek out individuals who are going to be supportive of you. Hello and welcome to School Me, the National Education Association's podcast dedicated to helping educators thrive in the early stages of their career. I'm your host, Natika Samuels. Here at NEA, we get a lot of questions about professional development, personal growth, and how to fit in with the community, other educators, and even in the school. This is especially true for early career educators whose race, religion, or lifestyle may not mirror that of their teaching environment. Like this question we recently received from a member in the School Me inbox. Hi there, my name's Alicia, and um, I'm a history teacher, and I've been working for about three years now in a school in Ohio. I love teaching and I really want to get more involved and take on some leadership opportunities, but I'm one of the few black teachers at this school and I keep being told that I could become an administrator one day, but that's not something that I want. I do have some minimal support at my school, but sometimes I feel like it's not enough and especially given that I'm at a majority white school. I'm just feeling frustrated and sometimes while I feel really bad about this, I doubt whether I made the right choice going into teaching. I'm wondering if this is a common problem for teachers in general, or in particular for teachers of color. Thank you. To tackle this question, I'm here with Amberine Kahn-Baker, who now serves as a senior policy and program specialist here at NEA. But before she came to NEA, she was a Muslim, Pakistani-American English teacher, just getting her career started, and I thought she'd be the perfect person to talk about Alicia's question today. Thanks for joining me, Amberine. You're welcome. So glad to be here. Samberine, before we get into it, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? where you're from, where you taught, how you got started in education? I started teaching about 13 years ago, so about 13 years of experience as an educator. I'm a national board certified teacher. I'm also certified in special ed and English. And I first started teaching in DC and then in nearby districts in Maryland. So pretty much I've stayed in the DC area, my whole teaching profession. So the D.C. area is pretty diverse. Demographically, were your schools that you worked in reflecting that? Yes, they were really diverse. One of my classes, I would have students from 20 different countries. And a lot of my classes was like different backgrounds, different social economic backgrounds. That really brought a lot to my classroom, to my classroom conversations. In terms of staff, I was one of the only teachers of color. So the demographics of staff to students didn't quite match. So getting into Alicia's question a bit, when most of us are starting out a new profession, we're fixated on gaining the new skill set and making sure we have our T's crossed and our I's dotted in order to be successful at whatever we're pursuing. But sometimes we're less focused on the culture or the environment that we're working in, which can be equally as important. So would you say that that's the case for classroom teachers as well? Definitely. It's really overwhelming. You are, you have a lot of responsibilities. You're trying to figure out your content. You're trying to figure out your students, your classroom. You're also getting observed multiple times in a month or in a semester. And there's a lot of pressure to that. And you're also, you want to have your job. You're worried about your job security because you're not tenured. And you also have to meet your evaluations. And on top of it, you're really trying to prove yourself. You're trying to prove yourself as an educator, as someone who's a professional in the building. And especially for educators of color, that bar is even, you know, it's, it's higher. You have more expectations on you because you are expected to navigate multiple school roles. 
So obviously you've overcome that now and you're in a better place now, but about how long did it take you to come to a breaking point with that situation? So I realized my fourth year of teaching, if I wanted to stay in the profession, I had to own it. I had to own my teaching career. I had to identify my own professional learning challenges and find those opportunities to meet those needs. So I really discovered the National Board Certification process that year. And you know, it seemed kind of daunting at first, like this is a really big process. But what I discovered was that this was a process where I owned my learning. All right, so let's hold that thought and it's time for us to take our break and we'll be right back. Thanks for listening to School Me and a quick thank you to all of the NEA members listening. If you have a question for one of our experts or just need some support as you're getting your career started, please leave us a message on our line at 240-780-8329. That's 240-780-8329. And your voicemail might be played on air. You can also email your question to us at schoolmeplease at nea.org. That's schoolmeplease, all one word, at nea.org. All right, Amberine, let's get back into it. You were talking about board certification and and how it came about. So can you roll it back to just tell us what board certification is? Yeah. So uh, the national board certification process uh, can take roughly between one to three years and actually up to five years if you choose to. Uh, And it basically has four components. One of the components focuses on analyzing your student work. Another component focuses on analyzing videos. So like you take videos of you teaching and you analyze it. The last component is about professional learning communities and forms different ways to assess students' learning. So it seems like a really holistic process. Like instead of blaming the students for things that are going wrong, you can look at yourself and see how you can best support them. And it sounds like what we wish people would do for all of us. I mean, I think it's really looking at yourself as an educator. What can you do to support your students? What can you do to change your ways? You can't control things out of your classroom. You really can't control things that happen you really have ownership over your own skills and your own teaching practices. So you were a member of NEA, right? Yes. Were you a building rep? I didn't become a building rep until maybe my last year before leaving the classroom. I actually was engaged through my association through this work, through coaching and through creating professional learning opportunities. So you've been on both sides now because now you work to help other educators of color find their path and you do it through working for NEA instead of just being a building rep or or an educator among, among the people that you're helping. So now that you're working for the NEA, how can NEA support educators of color or anyone who's looking to become board certified? So becoming board certified, a lot of educators can look towards their local affiliate or state affiliate to see if they offer the NEA National Board Jumpstart, which is a program that was created by about 40 different affiliates. So we had roughly 60 educators who created this training, and it's a four-day process or workshop that helps educators prepare for their national board certification. It's high quality, it's get up and move, it's about you as a learner, 
and it's facilitated through our affiliates. So that's one way you can chat your local, your state affiliate to see do they offer a jumpstart, when they offer a jumpstart, and when you can attend it. That's a great learning opportunity. We also support um, candidates through ed communities. We have about three ed communities right now that supports educators you know, across the continuum. So if you are a candidate or you're going through renewal, we have an ed communities group for that. If you are a Jumpstart participant, we have an ed communities for that. And if you are a National Board Certified Teacher, we have an ed communities group to encourage you to get involved with your affiliate, to advocate for other teachers, other educators. So it's, it's it's called NBCT mobilization. We spent a lot of time talking about board certification because that's clearly what worked for you and created the best opportunities for you in your career. But for someone like Alicia, she might want to become board certified, but she might want to take another route. So what are some other ways that people like Alicia, educators of color, or really anyone who's feeling stuck in their career or like they're not being supported properly, what can they do to get unstuck? So first, I would really try to figure out what are your needs, what are your challenges that you're facing in the classroom, and take 10 minutes to just reflect over, here are my challenges, here are the challenges I'm facing with my students, here are the challenges I'm facing as an educator. Because honestly, those doors aren't going to open. You have to create those opportunities. And so first, you need to identify your own needs and then try to figure out what are those opportunities? If it's taking a class or a workshop, great. But maybe it's collaborating with your colleagues. Maybe it's seeking out resources in your district or your union to help you meet your needs. I would really start with figuring out your needs, your challenges, how you can address them. And then I would also think about what are you doing to build relationships with your colleagues in your building, in your district, in your union. Building relationships is key to identifying and creating those opportunities, investing in relationships, investing in your students' relationships, in your parents, the community. Those are really key in becoming a professional and being treated as a professional, Um, but those are really important. So how do you build those relationships? That was really important for me in my, as I noticed in my career, if when I'm working with students, when I'm working with other educators, I would get to know them. I would take interest in getting to know my students, in getting to know the educators that I'm working with, because it shows to them that you value them and that you care for them. Often, I was seen as this this educator who could handle lots of classroom management problems because I was one of them. And I had to change that perception. Yes, I was really strong in classroom management, but I had areas of growth too. There were places where I needed to grow as a professional, and that's where I saw going through the national certification process as a way to meet those areas of need of growth. But if you're trying to figure out how do I improve myself as a professional, you have to build those relationships. Being proactive, seeking out people, building your own village, I think is really important. You need your own system of support for any educator. But especially for someone of color and you're isolated in your own building and you don't have things that you may experience that others do not experience. And you need to seek out 
individuals who are going to be supportive of you. You know, if you can find other educators of color, great, but if you can find individuals to be supportive. I can name five people who were supportive of me when I was a classroom teacher who really invested time in me. So you might feel unsupported, but you just have to look a little harder, it sounds like, sometimes to find that. Sometimes. I mean, sometimes you're not going to get it. You have to find those supports within you, in a sense. I mean, there are resources that we have on NEA. We have School Me. We have lots of resources there for educators. There are opportunities offered in your local and, and possibly in your district, but you can't wait for those doors and for those opportunities. You have to identify them and you have to create them. So what's the best advice that you've ever gotten from someone about your career as an educator? So one of the best pieces of advice I I received was from actually a UNICEF director. And she was uh, an organizer for my union. And she sat down with me five times. We did like five one-on-ones. And she saw me as this coach, right? And she wanted to engage me further in my association. And she saw me as a leader. She saw me in my pathway, and she wanted me to get there. And she asked me this question, where do you see yourself in five years? I was never once asked that question in my profession. And for me to sit down and then think about, okay, where, where do I see myself in five years? And I was like, I'm going to be a teacher. And she's like, that's fine, but where do you see yourself? What do you want to do? And I then started thinking about, okay, I want to create this workshop. I want to create this training. I really want to support candidates. I really want to help other teachers identify pathways for them to grow. Because I did not want to become an administrator. That was not my pathway. And for someone to actually sit down with me and talk to me about your short-term and long-term goals was really crucial. As an educator, day by day, you're thinking about, I need to survive this week. I need to get through Friday. I need to get through these parent emails. I need to figure out these conferences or meetings or these lessons. And sometimes you don't take that minute to figure out, well, what, where am I going and why? And how do I get there? And I think that was one of the best pieces of advice. And she is the person who then told me, Amberine, those doors are not going to open. Those opportunities are not just going to come your way. You really have to create them. And so that's been my why since then. And I've been leading with my why. And what I do at NEA is to create those opportunities for other educators because they are important um, to our educators. And for them to take ownership of their own profession is really key. So now that you have the gift of hindsight, is there anything that you would do differently now? I would not have waited till my fourth year to start my national board certification journey. You can't start the national board certification process until you're three years in, but I would have taken ownership of my own learning from the very beginning. So finally, this podcast is really focused on early career educators or even aspiring educators looking to get their careers up and running. So what advice would you give to your younger self as an early career educator now? Know your why and lead with it. Be authentic in who you are, stay true to your values. Thank you, Amberine, for joining me today. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of School Me. And if you find this podcast helpful, be sure to rate and review the show. It helps more people find us and the advice they need to survive their first few years in education. 
For even more tips and resources, you can visit us at neatoday.org slash school dash me.